Welcome back to episode 85 of the Calling a Man's Answers show. Today is with CEO. Uh, he owns Prosper Management. Uh, he's also a lead creator and media influencer who is heavy in the NFT and crypto world. Um, in this episode, we talk about NFTs, crypto, uh, how to deal with the haters, what some tips he would give to an future investors, future traders. Um, and we dive super, super in depth into each other. He went to college at Alabama. We talk about what's college football like there. Um, without further ado, episode 85 with CEO. This is the Con Man's Answers show. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to episode 85 of the Con Man's Answers show. Today with me is CEO. So without further ado, introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, things like that. What's good, man? My name's, my name's CEO. I was born and raised in Tumka, Alabama. I currently live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm heavy in the crypto world, the NFT world. Uh, I just begin to it, man. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, actually that's a good place to start because I've had a couple people on here and I've, you know, I've, I've tried to dive into NFT world and crypto world as much as I can. Um, mm -hmm. I know some investors and things like that, like my girlfriend's sister's husband's, he's like, he's uh, he's uh, in the music industry and, and he was trying to explain to me crypto and NFTs and everything like that. Uh, and even her little brother even was trying to explain to me, but I don't fully grasp the concept of NFTs. You know, um, I understand they're a non-fungible token and basically what they are used for specifically right now for like artists and creatives to create their own artwork and to have some private ownership for the consumer. Right. But can you yeah. just like dive into what specifically an NFT is and how it's going to create this business platform going forward? Uh, just think of it as like digital art kind of, you know what I'm saying? Digital art uh, asset that you can have. Like a lot of artists, like a lot of people use it and have something backing it behind it. You know what I'm saying? It's not just like a piece of art or nothing. A lot of people do have it where you see on Instagram, some of these like little kids buy them for a hundred dollars, then they sell them for 20,000 or 30,000, something like that. But uh, like, like, just for example, Tory Lanez, like he was like one of the first artists to drop an NFT with uh, as a rapper in his album. You know what I'm saying? So like when he drops that, like not only do you get the NFT, you get like certain like for him, you got like certain songs that anybody would have a hold to. You feel mm -hmm. me? You yeah. got certain videos that everybody can't get. You know what I'm saying? So it's like an asset. Like just say you had an NFT for your podcast. Like, you literally can drop your NFT. It can, be look, it can look exactly how you want it to look, whatever you want to do with it. But behind that, it's going to be stuff from your podcast. Like, just say you want to drop everything you did last year on this podcast. People have your NFT and also have assets to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really depends on who NFT it is, really. And you really can do anything with it because it's, like, new to the world. So a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people don't know what's going on. And, like a lot of people just grabbing these and don't understand they really got something on their hand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it kind of sounds like for specific artists, it could be almost like a Patreon account. You know, do you know what Patreon is? I go explain, explain to them. So like a Patreon is like somewhere where you can support um, the artist and you get 
if you like subscribe for like let's say yeah. 99 you get extra content and things like that so it's, it's exactly like that bro. that's cool and and not only that you'll have the, the cool thing that i learned about them is so i actually wrote a paper on them in my international political econ class this last okay. uh, this last year i think it was fall semester last year but the cool thing that i learned was um they you can use them or the, going forward, they're going to be used as things like passports or IDs and you won't have to carry that on you. So if you forget your wallet or things like that, you'll just pull it up on your, on your phone or maybe you'll have it like stamped on your arm or something like that. And you, they'll just scan it and it'll be like, Oh, this is you. And I think, I think now there are some fucking wizards out there, but I think that yeah. will help with, uh, with fraud, right? You think it will help? Yeah, with definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, when you say things like Tory Lanez, I also heard NFL players are creating NFTs. When you when it when it when it comes with like sports players and things like that, when you say it's like digital art, I understand how an artist could create it, like a painter, and they can create this digital art and you pay for that. But when it's a football player or a soccer player, like Cristiano Ronaldo creates an NFT, is it just partner ownership to something like? Like, let's say I bought your NFT. Am I buying a piece of you that is digital or am I buying some real estate? What am I buying specifically when I'm buying someone's, like a sports player's NFT? See, like, that, you feel me? Like, it really can go wherever they want it to go. You feel me? Like, you know how, like, just say one of these players got a, like, a jersey that is a limited jersey or something. Like, you might have that in digital form. And it's crazy because, like, they're really coming out with, like, these like these art pieces, like, you can put on the wall. And eventually, like, you're going to be able to see whatever you own. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So just imagine you have, like, a, a, a what's it called? <laughs> a picture frame, basically, of an NFC picture frame. And you own one of his jerseys that's a very limited edition. He might have signed it or something. And you can display that in your house. Or he might just have something about, like, I don't know. It really depends on what the player, what they want to go with you. You know what I'm saying? Jersey would be cool, like a digital jersey. And, yeah, and a lot of it is like popularity. I'm gonna keep it real. A lot of people just doing stuff because it's popular, and it might not even really do nothing in the NFT. You know what I'm saying? But they are gonna make money off of it, and other people gonna be able to make make money off of it just because it's a digital asset. You mm-hmm. feel me? It's like digital currency. Yeah, and you know this goes along with the metaverse and how people are buying islands right now. Real, yeah, bro, real estate wow. in the in the metaverse. And so I talked about this with. Julian Dory, who's the host of the Trendifier podcast. If you're listening to this right now, go check him out. He's fascinating. Um, but we were talking about it, how, you know, they're creating a world where you don't have to be the person you were born as, you know, and, and they're pushing this in pop culture. Like you can change who you are. And, and now it's like, you can even go vert into virtual reality and buy a house that you'll never be able to afford in real life or buy yeah. an island. <laughs> and what's, what's, what's crazy, but also kind of cool about it is, Right now, like that guy who bought for like 400k, he bought a f- uh, uh, some real estate right next to Snoop Dogg on in the Sandbox mm-hmm. Island. Yeah. Um, what's cool about it is one day you'll be able to experience whatever you want, whether it be virtual or in real life. And so, like you'll be able to use cryptocurrency. You'll be able to use you'll be able to make that into real currency. Um, my hope is that it all kind of merges together. Not that we all go into the metaverse and we all live there, but that crypto is tradable through everything. Cause you know, Tesla just said, all right, we're not going to accept Bitcoin anymore. Elon said that. And there's a lot of things going on with crypto right now, but I hope one day that crypto is the number one, um, 
sold currency instead of this stupid inflated American dollar and they won and things like nah. that. Yeah, facts. Yeah, and so I hope that what this is just going to prove is that digital assets can, especially currency and and real estate, can be just as important as real physical assets. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's really getting there right now because if you look at the value go, dollar go down, I'll go down as we speak every single day. And how what I look at it like when we come down to like the metaverse world, can I be honest with you? What I really think. I really think if you if you notice like COVID, all this stuff going on, like a lot of people about to be shut inside the house. You know what I'm saying? I really think like you look at the ecosystem, like they say we're not even gonna be able to breathe outside in like 30 years. You know what I'm saying? With how bad it's going, I honestly think it's gonna make us like have to live in a world that's not even real. You know what I'm saying? Have to live in the mm-hmm. metaverse because we have to stay inside. You know what I'm saying? I really think that's what's going on, and uh. Yeah, like you said, the, like the value of dollar go down as we speak, man. And I just tell people, if you don't have no like assets besides physical assets. I promise you, you need to buy some type of crypto. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's even if you just buy Bitcoin, you feel me? Bitcoin and theory. like buy something because like it's gonna be people out here and like. I really think like when the economy shut down and like probably like I give it three to four years probably uh, before a crash. And it's going to be out here with millions of dollars cash and it's not going to mean nothing in the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that exactly what you say. And you bring up how they say that we're not going to be able to live outside in 30 years. I literally just posted a video, a clip on my Instagram about that. I was saying mm-hmm. that what this vaccine proves to people is that not that it's dangerous or that it's killing people. Cause I think it would, you would have to create, there'd have to be a massive, massive, massive social indoctrination of the people to be able to just murder mass murder people with a vaccine. But I think it is showing is that, you can convince people to take something if you if you say that there's something more dangerous out there. And so okay. with climate change, once it's too dangerous to go outside, they're going to be like, just take the chip. You can download your consciousness into the metaverse and you can just exist there. Be happy, be free. It's, 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 it's utopia. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's egalitarian. Everyone's equal. Just do it. And then people, I say like people younger than me, I'm only 21, but people who've grown up with iPhones their whole life don't know a world that doesn't have social media in it. They're going to be yeah, like, fuck yeah. yeah, dude. All my life's already on online. Yeah. I can change how I look and they're going to download it. And it's going to be, like I said, I don't, I don't want it to be a place where either you live there or you live here. And then it's kind of a war between worlds. I want it to be like, all right, how do we make it so the digital world is as important as the physical world, yet you still exist in the physical world. You still have love. You still have family members. You can still sing. You can still go to concerts. You can still... Yeah you know, do all these physical things while also being able to have property on the islands in the metaverse while also talking to Snoop Dogg in the metaverse, you know, talking yeah. to people like me and you talking on Zoom right now. Will yeah. we we'll do that in virtual reality one day? I hope so. Yeah, facts, facts, bro. And, uh, like, it's kind of dope, man, how, like, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of dope because they, they're using, like, they like you said, they could burn world with world right now because, like, even, like, like I don't know if you've seen it, but, like, you can buy cannabis in some places in Metaverse and get it delivered to your house. That's crazy. Yeah. Follow uh, NFT. Oh, man. I forgot the direct Instagram name, but I'll send it to you. Uh, yeah, I do. Podcast. But, like, it's, it's kind of dope. Like, it's getting where, like, I think it's going to be eventually where you can buy groceries and have them delivered to your house, too. Like, all type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, 
I, I like it, you feel me? It just like I just hope like the government don't get control of it or nothing. <laughs> that's what I hope. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, you know, I think that's what we all hope, you know, I think what if, if there's one thing we can all agree on, hopefully, you know, in during this COVID pandemic is that politicians are corrupt, no matter who they are, they're all corrupt, yeah. and they're all bastards, they really are, um, they, they lie, they cheat, they steal, they insider trade, and they make rules about, they make rules and laws that affect them they that benefit them and affect the people. Um, mm-hmm. They take, they are bribed by lobbyists, big corporation, big pharma, um, big oil. They all fund corporations. I mean, they all fund politicians and get them into office and 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 keep on making their ideologies roam around while the yeah. common person and the worker gets fucked. And it's just absolutely dog water. <laughs> I don't know any <laughs> other way to say it. And. So I think one of us, something that we can all agree on is that politicians are assholes. And when you give them too much power, they're not going to let it back. They're not going to give you. Not at all. Um, If it don't benefit them. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's another thing. There's no governmental regulation in the metaverse. People are going to be able to say that they live free. It's it's kind of ironic that you know people, the common person, common person has always like gone into the unknown to escape tyrannical rule. Look at um, the reason we came to America was to escape the crown, to escape the the um, the church, and to escape to have religious freedom, to have freedom of speech. We came here, but we didn't know what it was. It's the new world, and now people are doing it into the metaverse. They don't know what it is, but it's the new world, and you know, they say history repeats itself and we just have the technology to create a different world now. And then in a couple hundred thousand years, we'll have different planets to go to. Um, yeah, it's gonna, you know, what do you think about billionaires going to space and, and Elon Musk trying to get us to Mars? Do you think that within our lifetime, people will be living on Mars? Do you think that's something that's way after we die? Uh, yeah, I think, I think, it's way after we die. They're just like it's the first time. I think they're starting it up right now. You feel me? Like we, they're not gonna tell us everything. They never do. Uh, so I think they like really starting up, like making that foundation, making that blueprint of how they about to do this. But I don't think maybe, I don't think none of us will see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but who knows? Like, you feel me? They say we're supposed to have flying cars and stuff. Everybody's being flying cars by now. You feel me? We still not like we got we got stuff like Teslas, but not flying. You feel me? Like everybody doesn't have a flying car. Like, but I, I think that's definitely gonna happen, but just not like I don't think we'll see it. Yeah. So about you, man, what are you working on currently right now? You know, what is your big projects right now? If you can speak about them, you know, what are you currently doing? Uh, I'm really just focused on like really like building my brand. You feel me? Building building my brand, my CEO brand, and actually like helping individuals that like didn't know nothing about this. Like when it comes to cryptos, NFTs, trading currencies. Like I'm big into trading. Like this. Like before this business, I worked like a regular nine to five. Like I went to college, got an engineering degree, uh, and I worked IT for a health network for like two three years at the college, and. Uh, I just didn't like, you feel me? I didn't like sitting in the desk. Like, I didn't like putting on the khakis with the polo every day. Like, that just wasn't like me. Like, I thought that's what I wanted to do going through college and everything. But after doing it for like two years, like, I just, I was making decent, good money, but like, that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to like, really like, like, I got, let me tell you really what changed my mind to do this. Like, it was, uh, I think it was like in March or April, one of my, I mean, my group of friends went to Mexico and I had bought my plane ticket. 
I bought the room. Everything was good to go. And then my job wouldn't let me off. And I was like, nah, this is not about to happen no more. You feel me? I'm not about to have nobody control my time like that. And then that's when I locked in with, like, one of my brothers. Like, he was, like, big into, like, trading before me. And I just – I'm not going to lie. I honestly didn't think it was, like, real. Like, you really could do this. I thought you had to be, like, rich to be able to do this. And I just seen him go from working in the call center to, like, making the six figures in like three, four months. You know what I'm saying? And he was telling me and I really didn't pay no attention because I was making money too. And then I realized like one day, like he, he showed me made $8,000 one day and I didn't think it was real. We went to the bank, he transferred and he pulled it out. And then that was the day I was like, I'm doing something wrong. You feel me? It took me like two, it took me a month to make 8,000. You know what I'm saying? Probably a little bit more than that. And then I just locked in with this. I learned how to trade from him. Uh, and then I actually, like, started – once I started doing good, I started teaching other people how to do the same also. And now I'm just focused on helping individuals that don't know nothing about this get to the same level I am because, like, I was able to make six figures in less than a year and working at a job, I never did that. Yeah, that's, you know, trading and trading and investing, they say that's the number one way to make money in America, right? Like if you want to make yeah. a lot of money, that's what you do. And yeah, it's, cool sure. that, it's cool that you are teaching people, you know, cause I feel like a lot of people yeah. when they get into it, they want to be greedy and they want to make more money for themselves, but they don't really want to share the knowledge they've learned mm-hmm. or if they do, or if they do, it's super fucking vague or vague. Yeah. You see those clips on on you on Instagram of these billionaires and, and it's always like a like a quote account and always, it's always like you want to make money hunker down and make money or something like that and you're just like <laughs> you're cyclical thinking you're like yeah you're making these people you're putting dope music behind and you're making these people think that they can do anything they want without giving them any help you're just telling yeah, them cyclical really, thoughts right yeah they really just like basically they'll make a few slides tell you the basic information and that don't get you nowhere you feel me i really i really focus on like uh getting people like real results you know what i'm saying like if i i focus i say if i can't get you some results in like three to four weeks like you feel me like you shouldn't be working with me and i'm very comfortable with myself saying that because i i I damn near do it every time you feel me it's really on the person because i'm gonna put the information in front of you i'm gonna give you everything you need to know it's just really on and then I'm here for you if you got questions too. You feel me? I'm not one of these dudes on YouTube you can't call, contact and talk to after. You get what I'm saying? Like I really like focus on getting them the help they need. And uh it's really on you if you don't do nothing. You feel me? Yeah. Dude, and one thing I will say about you is what I've seen on your in the in the few conversations we've had through Instagram, um, and not and just through your Instagram itself, you're such a positive guy. You're such a positive force. Like even you, you reached out to me when I was taking a little break from the podcast. And you're like, if you need if you need a like a push to get back on on your grind, here it is. You know, and like we didn't even know each other, and just for you to reach yeah. out and do something like that, it's like that's what the world needs more of. They need more people. Yeah. People who are teaching the people how to make money, real good money, teaching people how to be more positive, teaching people how to grind, you know, and it's dope to talk to someone like you who's because it's it's so easy for people to be negative and to be self self righteous. And for you to be just a guy who just wants to put out positive energy, I think that a lot of people can learn for you from you. Yeah, man. I just honestly, bro, like I like I said, I see a lot of negativity. I'm like I don't care if I can affect one person. Like, as long as I affect one person, it help. You know what I'm saying? Because I know at a time where I was down or a time where I needed help, like, 
it was like I got a group of friends like I'm best friends with now but like that was the ones like being positive you feel me and that helped me like that helped me 10 times more to even want to do something even when everything was going wrong you know what I'm saying like literally like pre-pandemic I didn't know nothing about crypto I couldn't tell you what bitcoin was pre-pandemic you know what I'm saying and now to me making six figures in like less than a year like I feel like like just giving out the same energy that, that I was giving that's gonna help a lot of people and a lot of people, like like I said, like a lot, like how we transferring, like how's COVID happening, like like literally, I seen people losing their job left and right, and I know that eventually, if you can't make money from home, you're gonna be in a bad position a year or two from here from now. Like even if you're not doing crypto, you need to find a way to make some money from home. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, and you know, we've brought up crypto a couple of times, but I don't think a lot of people listening to this right now truly grasp the concept of crypto can you explain what you know about crypto and what you can give to the general public about what it is and what it's going to be uh when it comes down to crypto it's just think of like as a digital currency like uh i'm not gonna lie the first person i seen say anything about crypto was nipsey hustle like probably i don't know if it's like probably like two three years ago but he had this video where he went to amsterdam he started working with this company and they was creating like some type of crypto whatever where they can instead of using u.s dollars they could like use it at like coffee shops they can buy this crypto use it at uh grocery stores wherever it was and like it's just like a different aspect you feel me like like if you look at the dollar the, the, what, what's a dollar you know what i'm saying <laughs> like yeah. it only means something in the united states or like it only means like if just say you in Mexico and it's a pesos, you feel me? It only means something in that country. You know what I'm saying? Like with digital currency, it's like something like we all can have and we all can like we can control it. You feel me? And the government has like really no control of it. But like right now, they're trying to crack down little ways like how they can control it a little bit. But it's still loopholes around it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just got to be educated. But like it's just like when you think of just think of a digital currency. Yeah, and. Do you think that so we we know Bitcoin and Ethereum are the big talked about ones, right? Ethereum. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about them being on a blockchain and how that's more or that's less regulated, it's not even regulated by the federal government, and it's and it's more safe with regarding to trading, financial trading, and fraud. What exactly, if you know what it is, is a blockchain? Is it just a digital, like actual, like mainframe? Or what exactly is it? How do you trade on it? Can you trade interconnectedly between different blockchains? Yeah, just think of it as like, I don't know, think of it just like as a, uh, as a currency, like, uh, as a currency, what's the word I can put for this? Uh, can't think of the word I'm looking for, but just think of like, you, you feel like how you can send, like how you can send stuff from bank to bank or you can transfer Zelle to Zelle. You know what I'm saying? It's like a money transfer way. You know what I mean? Like a money transfer and like how it works. Like a lot of these cryptos, like I get in, I, like I said, I buy with a Bitcoin or Ethereum and what I do, I trade, I trade it on blockchain. I just say, I trade my, just say for a choice. Like my, I'm not gonna lie, my biggest coin I got faith in right now is Rocket Coin. I got so much money in Rocket Coin right now. So if y'all on here, go buy you some Rocket Coin. If you don't know how to buy it, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? But uh so basically I bought Ethereum for this Rocket Coin. I sent it uh I sent it to the coin and now I just transferred coin to coin. And now like this Rocket Coin is that like just two cents right now. You feel me? I got in it maybe at like a cent and a half, you know what I'm saying? But uh I get in it at two cents. It goes, just say it goes to $10. I double my money every time it go up a cent. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, 
really? I just say, I just, how, I'm gonna put this like, just think of it as like a money transfer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes, simplify, it, the, that's the simplest way I can say it. Yeah, that makes sense. And it makes the thing that still I don't understand though is, you know, the differences in coins. Like, there's so many coins now. They're all not Bitcoin, right? They're not, they're all not, yeah. you know, so what is the difference between the coins? Is it almost like a, cause it's not like it's a difference in, in currency types. Like it's not the dollar versus the pound, right? It's, it's something yeah. completely different. Do you think there's going to be a time where places only accept Bitcoin or places only accept rocket coin? Um, and you'll have to transfer your money in your crypto into that to be able to spend it. Yeah, I definitely think that's exactly how it's going to be. You feel me? Because a lot of these coins, I'm not going to lie, are like altcoins. They're like pumping dumps. Just say, uh, like, I'm not going to lie. Really, I, you can really get rich off like these coins because a lot of people just, I'm not going to lie, just say you're LeBron James or some, or you're, who's the biggest? Like, just say LeBron James. It's probably the biggest athlete, Floyd Mayweather. And you just create this coin, and some of these coins really have no purpose behind it. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people get involved just off the hype. Like, like us as people, like we control a lot of these coins. Like, uh, for example, I made a lot of money off of, uh, off of this Boost coin, and honestly, all it was was like a a coin that was using to like they, they had a platform. Basically, the uh, I don't know if you know what Pancake Swap is or. Uh, or just any one of these uh, platforms that swap coins, basically, like I said, from Ethereum to whatever coin it is. And they made a platform where it just made it like 10 times easier to do that. And like just off the hype of them having the right people promoting the coins, a lot of people getting the coins, like it's just going to shoot up. You know what I'm saying? Just say, like I said, LeBron say, text, buy this coin. You know what I'm saying? Or Floyd Mayweather says, buy this coin. A lot of people just like fan base going to go buy this coin just because he said go buy this coin. And a lot of people that's, that gets in this coin going to make money just off of other people buying it. It can be real. You know what I'm saying? But like when it comes like to Bitcoin and Ethereum, I think those are really going to be the main two that a lot of people start accepting. You feel me? And what you can do, like even right now, you can like just say I got ten thousand dollars in rocket coin but i need ethereum about this so what i'm gonna do is transfer my rocket coin on blockchain to ethereum and i'm gonna just use that money you know what i'm saying even though mm-hmm. i just say i need a thousand dollars out it's making it simple with like stuff like crypto.com cards coinbase cards where you can transfer whatever coins you got to bitcoin and ethereum and just swipe it you know what i'm saying yeah i do so regarding like uh like LeBron or Floyd or someone who's super famous, like Leonardo DiCaprio, if they created a coin, right? Could they then, I mean, this really makes more sense with like YouTubers. Let's say Ninja, right? Let's say Ninja creates a coin. Could he create a coin? And then the only way to buy his merch or to buy his skins for Fortnite is through that coin. Exactly. He can definitely do that. See that. No. You know what I'm saying? And now that coin goes up just because of the fact it's him, you feel me? And a lot of people just say a lot of people buy it. That's going to make the coin value go even higher. <laughs> See that, like, what if you get the 10 biggest names in, in the world? Let's say LeBron, Tom Brady, Floyd Mayweather, Ninja, Cristiano Ronaldo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Johnny Depp. Let's say 10 of the most famous people in the world right let's say they all go into a coin together and they say all right you can't do any of the things regarding us unless you buy this coin i feel like that coin would become the most popular i mean 
regarding Bitcoin <laughs> in like a week. Everybody would buy it. Everyone wants LeBron merch. Everybody wants Tom Brady merch. Everybody wants to go see a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Every like, if you if you made a super team outside the <laughs> NBA in the Bitcoin world or in in the cryptocurrency world, you could create a super coin. You definitely can, and you feel me? It's crazy because. Those are the people that's going to be able to control the world. I mean, control their world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> see, that's, that's, see, that's, that's why Facebook made the metaverse because they have to stay relevant to keep power. Zuckerberg has exactly. the most power because social media is the most powerful thing. He has he owns Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is like anybody over the age of 40 has uses Facebook. Anybody under the age of 30 uses Instagram. So it's like yeah. he created, he has two of the biggest, like the only other two that even compete are TikTok and Twitter, right? Yeah. YouTube's a little different because it's kind of like its own network because it's long form video content for podcasts, mm-hmm. for books, audiobooks, for like courses, for like, you know, it's, I'm not really considering YouTube because it's not really communication. That's more like yeah. long form video. But Zuckerberg creating the metaverse, he's staying relevant. You can buy islands now, you can live there. <laughs> and, and what's going to happen is they're going to be able to trade. You're going to be able to buy islands. You might already be able to buy islands, buy real estate, buy new outfits, get haircuts in the metaverse through cryptocurrency. So yeah, I, that's, exactly, that's exactly how you buy it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, See, I, uh, Cause like what, what I'm not gonna lie. It's a, it's a lot of apps out there. That's like creating this like metaverse world. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of uh, apps and platforms and uh like it's one where you can actually play uh blackjack with crypto and oh. when you make it when your money it goes to your crypto app. that's dope that's fucking dope <laughs> um you know just a question for you regarding all this stuff what have you learned that the general public doesn't know about everything you're investing in and crypto and and uh digital reality and things like that uh, really just how powerful it really is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, I knew nothing before, like about crypto before, like what well, I've been, in this, I've been doing this maybe a, probably a year and a half now. And, uh, like I said, I knew nothing about it. And like, it's so crazy how people that can really have not much or like think they don't have money to invest into their business or don't have enough money to, like do the things they want to do can start from zero and go to 100. You know what I'm saying? Like I was an individual, like when I quit my job, I'm not gonna lie. I, I didn't have much. You know what I'm saying? I probably had a thousand, a couple thousand maybe. You know what I'm saying? And just me investing, like I don't see nowhere else where you can take $200 and make six figures in one year. Like I don't see nowhere else where you can do that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just think that's super powerful because like it's, it's making people that, like you don't have to go to college to be make some money no more. You feel me? Like you don't have to, you don't have to know somebody like important to get this position you want no more. You know what I'm saying? Like I just really think the it it just helping people that that's really like focused and, and educated on what they got going on get to where they want to go. You feel me? I'm using it as like a I'm using it as like just like. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm using this to do the things I want to do in real in real life. You know what I'm saying? Just say, like, because I, I love music. You feel me? I have a management company. It's a fund that, like, I don't want to go to the bank and get no loan. You know what I'm saying? I made enough money this year off to do that myself now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm using it. This is a pathway to get to the places I want to go. And I just say, anybody out there that just want to do something and don't think they have the ability to do something, like, then before you go get a loan or something, like I say, tap in, get educated on how you can make money on the internet. That's yeah, that's that's awesome. And 
let's talk about your management company for a little bit. What is it called? Um, is it only hip hop artists? Are you signing? You, are you signing pop artists? Are you signing country music artists? I'm gonna guess no, but um, if you are, you know, like, you know, like, let's talk about your management company for a little bit. So, so basically, it's Prosper Management. I started with uh, Prosper Management. I started with uh, one of my brothers. Like, honestly. I just it just started with like first he was like he was he's a big he's a big fashion designer and it started with him just like liking to make clothes. I was like, bro, you dope as shit at this, you feel me? Like you dope as hell. Like, why don't you uh like start selling this, you feel me? But like a lot of people don't don't know how to start doing that, you feel me? There's a lot of people out in this world that know how to do dope stuff, but just don't know how to sell dope stuff. They don't know how to do the business aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where like where I came in hand, like, because I'm not gonna lie, I always just like growing up, I just I don't know, you can like I always been the one that been on top of things. Like my friends used to ask me to like just anything they need help done with. I was the person they come into, you know what I'm saying? So like uh I just started off like really just helping him. You feel me? Build his clothing brand up from like the business side, and then it got into it. I moved out here to Arizona, and I just I, I met one of my friends, like one of my best friends. Now his name Hurt. He goes by Hurt H E R C C. Uh, go get. I just want to know right now. Apple Music, every platform. But like uh, he he started like he was like starting off rapping, and I was like, bro, you good as hell. You know what I'm saying? Somebody need to hear this. You feel me? Like this shit is bigger than just Arizona. And uh, I started, like, just helping him also. And then I was like, man, I might as well make a business out of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just doing this off the strength of these my friends. And I was like, I might as well make a business out of this because I kind of know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm really, like, tapping in on, like, the business side. I'm reading. I'm listening to interviews. I'm tapping to people that's been doing this for a while. You feel me? I'm just getting educated on what I'm doing. And then I got to the point, like I said, I'm about to brand this. I'm about to give me an LLC. I'm about to go big. And that's why I linked with my boy, uh, Fast. Go follow him on Instagram, Big Fast, B-I-G-F-A-A-D-S. And uh, I just locked down. I was like, bro, like, let's, let's, let's really do this. So, like, right now I have a um, fashion designer, like I said. I got a rap artist. And I got two content creators that's really big out here. They're working with big artists, like uh, a lot of people on the West Coast. Coast Kalen for real, for real. If you know what that is, uh, who else? Uh, Almighty Suspect. Uh, just a lot of big West Coast artists that's up and coming. And uh, I don't know. We just been killing it, man. Like, like I said, like this is my first year really making like a lot of money, like big money uh, enough to invest in myself. And uh, we just about to take it to the top, man. What I'm looking at, when it look come down to it, like it really don't matter what genre it is. You feel me? Like I always, I grew up with around a lot of different type of people, you feel me? So I, I just fell in love with music. Like, it, it might not look at it, but, like, I be listening to country music, you feel me? Like, I'm not going to say I listen to it on a daily basis, but I got the ear for it, you feel me? Yeah. I just love music in general. So, like, when it comes down to it, like, I have to just, in order for me to work with somebody, I have to first believe in them, and they got to believe in themselves. You know what I'm saying? That's the first thing. It's like, you can be good as hell, but if I don't believe in you, I don't want to really do business. I don't care what, how big you think you're about to be. You know what I'm saying? I just like doing good, like, business with the right people. Yeah, dude. And I, like like I said, you're, like, probably one of the most positive people I've seen on Instagram. And so I, I totally feel like you will not allow somebody into your into your management company or into your circle unless they are also put, putting out positive energy. Like, yeah, I'm big on energy, bro. I'm yeah. big on energy. You get in what you put out and I'm a living witness. Like I remember like, I'm not, I haven't been always this positive, you know what I'm saying? But I realized once I made that shift, when I made that cognitive decision to really like be positive and like, you feel me? Like really believe in what I say and what I do. 
my life changed like in less than a year. <laughs> so why Arizona? Like you said, you, you grew up in Alabama. Why did you move to Arizona? Why not a bigger city like LA? Why not Vegas? Why not Portland? Why not Seattle? Uh, Arizona. Honestly, like at, at the end of the day, man, I'm a country boy at heart. And uh, like I, I've been coming to Arizona like my whole life. Like my grandma and my aunt moved out here when I was like seven, eight years old. First time coming out here, I was probably nine, ten. And uh, I just fell in love with it. I just fell in love. Like I don't know if you've been to Arizona, but when I first came to Arizona, my family told me they about to put me on the plane. We're going to Arizona. I was like, I don't want to go to no desert. You feel me? I'm thinking it's like all desert, no buildings. Like we about to be riding horses and shit. Like <laughs> that's really what I thought when I was nine or ten years old. And then after coming out here, I just fell in love with, like, the beautiful mountains, you feel me? I just fell in love with, like, the sunset. I fell in love with, like, like it being close to, like, the main cities, like, L.A., Vegas. Like, L.A. is an hour flight. Vegas is an hour flight. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? And, uh, like, I go to Houston. You feel me? It's a two-hour flight. Like, I just fell in love. Like, I'm not going to lie. I like, the, I like the West Coast. You feel what I'm saying? I like, I like, I like the... I like being able to, if I want to, go to L.A., be on the water. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just love Arizona. It's a beautiful city, nice people. I just fell in love with Arizona, really, growing up as a kid. And after I graduated college from the University of Alabama, I got a few job offers out here, and I was like, I'm out. (laughs) So I'm actually from Vegas, and the only two cities I've ever lived in were Portland and Vegas. I go to school up and right outside of Portland. So I'm a West Coast boy, too. Like, I love the West Coast. Um, I'm, I've never been to the East Coast, but I have, really no. I mean, like, actually, that's not true. I take that back. I've been to Washington D.C. for like fourth and fifth grade when we had this like, um, and I've also been to Pennsylvania. So I actually lied to uh, Julian <laughs> Dory yesterday. I'm sorry, Julian, if you're listening to this, bro. I have been to the East Coast, um, so I have been to the East Coast, but I've never been to New York City. That's I've never been to New York City. I've never been. To- I love New York. New York got the good eats, man. New York probably the best city with the best food, man. I'm talking about Dominican, Jamaican, like yeah. all type of food, man. I love New York. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, being from Vegas, bro, everyone either, either thinks you live on the strip or you like, <laughs> don't live close to the strip at all. I'm like, bro, I live yeah. like right next. I, I can see the strip everywhere I live. I'm from Henderson, which is like the suburb. I know Denver. exactly where they're yeah. I know yeah. So I'm actually literally at my parents' house in Henderson right now. When I'm here, I usually stay at my girl, and she lives like in Vegas, in the heart of Vegas. Mm-hmm. But I was born and raised in Henderson, and okay. you know, I'm a desert boy. I like the heat. I hate hate the cold, but I like snow. Bro, I, y'all, it'd be cold as hell in Vegas, bro. I went to Vegas for New Year's two years ago. Oh my gosh, that was the coldest I ever been. I think. Bro, I woke up this morning and it's like windy cold. So it's like windy. Yeah, that's cars. the thing. It's the yeah. wind. <laughs> yeah. It was 25 degrees when I woke up this morning, just windy as hell. And I was like sh- sh- shivering in my car. Uh, fucking ridiculous. It doesn't get cold in Arizona? Uh, it gets cold. I think it's like 60 right now, 50. But like, it's not Vegas cold. Like, Vegas cold, that wind be a different story, man. Yeah. It's not even really the temperature. Man. It'd be the wind blowing. <laughs> yeah. What was it like? Going to the University of Alabama and like, did you ever? I'm sure you went to football games. Was that just a fucking crazy yeah, I'm not place? Lie, that, that, that's probably like before this year, before the experience I had this year, that was probably the best time of my life. Uh, hold up. Uh, yeah, like that was like I said, that was the best time of my life just from like when it comes down like to the partying to like the relationship building. Uh, 
uh, winning football. You feel me? I'm not gonna go basketball games or even lit. Like I'm not gonna lie. I, I feel like Alabama was one of the that was the best decision I ever made just to go to that school. And uh, it's crazy because I built a lot of relationships. A lot of people I work with right now is people I met uh, in college. You feel me? Uh, I got a lot of friends that play in the league now. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a lot of classes with like dope ass athletes because uh, my advisor was the same. I had an athletic advisor and uh, I lived every class I had was like athletes. You know what I'm saying? So I met a lot of people and I got like a lot of friends in the league right now. So that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's super dope, dude. And I can't even imagine what it's like going to the University of Alabama on like game day, you know, what it's like walking around that that atmosphere yeah. when it's college game day. You see everybody just in the Alabama and they crimson and white screaming roll tide. Uh, a lot of people drunk, you feel me? Oh, a, lot sure, of, yeah. a lot of people faded before the game even start. Uh, just being on the quad, you feel me? Like we always grilled. We always set our little tent up, had our family. I had a lot. I had a, pretty much every home game day. I had a, every all my friends, like my main friends, come to stay with me. So it was like a big party every weekend, really. Yeah, dude. That's one thing I've never got to experience because I went to a smaller school, so I, I actually played college football. So I. I had the I had the athlete you know side of it like I I was always focused but I never got to go to games drunk I never got yeah. to, you know, to go experience like a big college game day so I can't even imagine like how fucking dope that is like and how how it just brings people together there's like basketball yeah. like I'm I'm gonna say it's basketball basketball is f- fantastic like I love basketball it's probably my favorite sport to play besides football and and. And I can't imagine what it's like going to Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina. Yeah. But there's something about college football and football in general that it's just, just different. Really, it's just fucking different, dude. It's <laughs> it's just like it's the, the the atmosphere. Like even playing it, it gives you a it gives you a different feel. Like it, there's nothing like a football game day. There really isn't. Yeah, the energy is just different, man. Like you got people like, you, I don't know. I just get a different feeling in my body. Like when my team winning, like even like now to this day, like you feel me? I'm still a big Alabama fan. I literally just last night, I mean, uh, not last night, two days ago, I was at my family crib. We got like 20 people out here, just Bama fans. Like and we going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. It's just different, especially when your team Alabama and winning. Yeah. Well, you too, it's like everyone else when they're like, oh, I'm an Alabama fan. You're like, oh, another one. But like you, you actually are an alma mater. Like it's not like, yeah. it's, it's not like that's your alma mater. It's not like you're just this bandwagon fan who only hopped on because they're good. You literally went to that school. Like it, yeah, you're one of the, it's like the people who go to Clemson or the people who, I mean, they weren't that good this year, but the people who like, you know, like let's say someone who's retired from the NFL, they played on the Patriots. Like you're yeah. allowed to be those fans, you know, or you're from. Yeah. It's like with the people who are just bandwagon. You're just like, oh god, like the people who like Duke basketball but never went to Duke. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, I'm out here in Arizona. I see like a lot of Alabama flags. I'm like, there's no way y'all just Alabama fans really. Like unless yeah. you're from Alabama, <laughs> you yeah. just moved out here. So you said you have this like love for music. Why didn't you ever, or maybe you did? Why didn't you ever think about making your own music? I suck. <laughs> you know, no, I, I I was lucky enough to grow up grow up around like a lot of friends that uh like really was into it and they had uh like always had recording equipment. It's crazy because I I got this one song on YouTube right now and I don't show nobody can't nobody find it. And uh like it just cause like I'm not I just you feel me? I'm not I don't like just making it, but I I got the sound for it. You know what I'm saying? Like I I. 
when it come down to making it, it's not for me. But I can I can I can tell you what sound good. I can tell you what you need to throw in there. It just, just when it come down to making, it, I can't sound. I don't sound. Have you thought about producing music, not making it specifically with your own voice, but like producing, DJing, things like that? Um, I have thought about it. Like actually, like with my friends, like uh, like I said, one of the, one of the people I helped his last tape, I actually helped like put a lot of stuff together uh, when it when it went to that tape. So I definitely thought about producing, but not like DJing or nothing. Like I just like being behind the music. I like being I like to help the sound, but you don't know I help the sound. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's and like you're doing a lot of other dope stuff. So like you don't need to put your 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 own tag out there. Like it's not your like passion, passion. Your passion is you know is investing, you know, helping others, you know, how, creating your own company, things like that. You talk about your your friend who creates. Uh, he's a fashion designer, right? Have you thought about creating your own merch, creating your own brand, things like that? Yeah, I definitely thought about like when it comes like the merch and stuff. Like I, I'm not really into like he actually I'm like like when he comes to fashion, like, he creates it from the ground up. Like he'll he'll see a pair of jeans and it don't look like that bad pair of jeans. So like I said, go actually go follow my man. His name is Willie Helfner on Instagram. Uh Prosper. Yeah, just go uh check him out. But yeah, like I said, like I'm not really into like the creating it. I definitely uh gonna put out some merch this year in 2022. But uh I never like I like putting it on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never, uh, dang, I don't know why that popped up. But, uh, I never, like I said, I never like, uh, like creating it. I like putting it on. I like helping with it. But I'm not really into like creating it from like the ground zero and stuff. No, I get that. So, what are the big things going on with CEO in 2022? What is your mission? What is your, what is your plan? 2022, I definitely want to tap into like more like real estate. I want to, uh, my my goal is to help a thousand individuals be successful, be six figure traders. Uh, I definitely want to uh, just grow more as a person. You feel me? Make my brand a lot bigger. Uh, like, and that comes down to doing more podcasts, doing more, just connecting with the right people. And uh, that's pretty much my goals for 2020. You know, those are those are some good goals. You know, my goals, I would say, like I. I've never like it was like midnight, right? And I'll I'll, I'll just go over the story real quick because we have time. But I, I went to my friend's house for this little like New Year's Eve party, right? And I fucking hate like the thing I hate the most. And I'm sorry to curse, but I have to say because I fucking hate it. People who like I mean I have a decent amount of listeners on my podcast, but it's not like like I could I could do better, you know? Um, and I hate. I hate, I hate, I hate when every time I'm out, anytime I'm doing something, anytime I'm like around people who haven't seen in a while, every, all anyone ever wants to talk about is my podcast. Nobody wants to like catch <laughs> up. Every All anybody wants to talk about is my podcast. Oh, what you do is so dope, all this stuff. And I'm just thinking in the back of my head like, then why don't you fucking support me? Like, why aren't you doing the things to support me if you think it's so dope? You know, yeah. you don't you don't watch every episode. You don't download every episode. You don't even download five out of twenty. You know, you 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 don't like my clips on TikTok and Instagram. You barely even follow me. You don't watch my YouTube videos. Like, if you're gonna sit here and tell me I'm dope and I'm all this stuff is dope and all this shit, like then why don't you support my brand? And I hate it because it's like, dude, don't be fake. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll show up. I'll talk to you. I'll catch up. Like, I'm just a person just like you. But when people are always sitting there, like. Oh, you're hella dope. Like you grind, like you do all this cool stuff. 
they just want to be like, want to be able to say in the future, if I do blow up or if I do like create this large company with a lot of cool things I want to do, they want to sit there and be like, Oh, I know that kid. I was friends with that kid. And I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I'm sure you've had some form of, of, uh, of people doing that and things like that. And, and, and what it just shows me is how people just want to like, so yeah, like what it shows me is that people just want to, piggyback their way to success people want to because like you know if someone that they knew blows up they can blow up saying that they knew that person or making a tiktok about like with videos of that person you know and Mm -hmm. but nobody ever wants to like nobody ever wants to be the person who was there at the beginning they just want to be there with you at the end they want to be the people who are or celebrating the success. They want to drink the champagne, but they don't want to dig out the mud. You know, they don't want to dig or build the stairs, but they want to, they want to be at the top. They want to use the stairs and, and drink the champagne with you. And, it, and it's sad. It really is sad because I feel like if people just doubled down and supported their friends who are doing cool things and even created things that they wanted to do and, and dove into things that they wanted to do more often than not, the world would be a lot better. The world would be a lot more positive and people would be smiling a lot more. Yeah, for sure, bro. It, when it really comes down to it, man, just like, you feel me? Like when you come like somebody popular, somebody that's then built something for themselves and everybody knows about it, you got to just think of it like this. Like when I, what I noticed, like the people, the people closest to you is not going to, not going to really support you into somebody else that they don't know supports you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when it comes down to like what I'm doing, like literally none of my, when I first started, I told every, all my friends, I told every single one of them and none of them really paid attention to it. And once I started like making some money from what I was doing and they see I'm making money, I'm doing different things and going places they ain't never been. That's when they started attracting, like they started trying to do what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So like, even like with you, like it's going to take, it's going to take somebody like, or take you just go like blow up just one day or something. And that's when they might start supporting you the way they want to support you. And by that time, he's like, you waited too late. You feel me saying? I'm not, you, my friend, you should be still cool, but like, I'm not about to just have you around. Like you just, you feel me being here the whole time. Yeah. And I always try to tell people like everyone was like coming out to me and they're like, this is your year, 2020, 2022, calling a man's is going to blow up. And I'm just like, I don't want to blow up as a podcaster. Like, <laughs> The one thing, this just kind of happened for me one day, like on accident. I didn't mean for this to do this. I I bought the mic that I have, not this one. This is a new one, but I bought the mic to create music. And I just accidentally started a shitty podcast and it became something that actually kind of dope. Like I don't want to blow up doing this. But what I will say is the only, there are a bunch of things that this podcast helps me with, but what it really helps me with is it helps me change my mind. It helps me learn things and it helps me meet dope people. Like I do want to do something different. Like I have these connections that I make. I always tell people this, I have a fucking friend who's a virologist. And so whenever I'm skeptical about COVID-19 things, I ask him questions and he answers them and helps me out. Like that's so dope. Like I never would have thought ever in the, in my past, would I be have a, virologist friend you know and so what i want to do i have a lot of dope creative things that i want to do but the main goal right now is law school i want to be a lawyer that's like my dream Mm. and i have a lot of other dope things that i want to do once i start making a lot of money and 
for me to be able to have this podcast, just to meet people, learn from people, it's just going to be my hobby so that when I do do cool things, I have all these connections and I can ask people for advice. I can have people tell me, uh, connect me with other people. And so that's what I want from this podcast. I want to, I want it to help change my mind, which it has. And I want it to help me keep getting connections with people so that when I do want to do something that I love, or I'm passionate about, I'll have the connections made or, or I'll have connections that will help me get other connections made, you know? Yeah. I have a question. When I do that, does it come off? Does like, does it? I mean, it goes like, it goes like gray for a second, but I mean, it's fine. You don't even got to worry about it. All right. Can you tell somebody in there to call TV? Keep on going to my phone. Yeah. Uh, but it's my fault, man. No, you're like right. I, I don't want to keep on doing it. He can call me twenty times. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what was the what was the last thing you said, bro? Oh, I was just talking about how connections. This podcast has just helped me with connections. I don't. Oh really yeah, yeah, I, yeah, definitely, bro. I, 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 you feel me? I check out your page a lot, and I'm over here like you probably getting a lot of free game from a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And that's dope as hell. And uh, like I watch who who podcasts. They say that a lot. Uh, I don't know if you. It's called David Never Sleeps. Uh, it's called Social Podcast. He's pretty dope. He got like a lot of entrepreneurs that come on and just speak about what they do. And I'm sitting here like, bro is getting all this free game from everybody, and it's not no telling what's going on after the podcast. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty dope. So I, I bet you like you do build a lot of relationships just like that because I know like we just off of word of mouth going to a lot of places, different places. I meet all different type of people. You know, even with my crypto and uh trading business, like I meet people that does music. Like is this is one dude on our team, like he's uh he got plenty he like hella songs with Tory Lanes, you feel me? And I met him through doing this type of business. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's dope as hell, uh just being in a a space where you can meet a lot of people and build a lot of connections. It's like you never know when you need somebody or you got a friend that might do this, a friend that might do this, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, and people, what people don't realize, like people who know me, like actually knew me growing up is, I mean, a lot of them recognize the dope shit I'm doing, but a lot of them, like they just see me and they're like, ah, you know, they just like click, there's like, why does he always post this shit, you know, but what they don't realize is I sit on calls with people for hours and then I talk to them afterwards and I connect with them and I learn things that these people won't learn in a million years you know i get to meet people that these people would dream of meeting i talked to someone who worked at the south pole who has 1.3 million followers on tiktok i've talked to so many cool people that it's not about like who listens because if you if you want to meet these people with me sit down on the podcast and listen you know if yeah. you want to meet them that listen to our conversation you know um but they just but people are so caught up in the fact of where you're at when you're starting they forget that there's so much more progress and there's so much more benefits from just starting anything than than there are when you once you get to the top because once you're at the top it's like where do you need to go you know like like go into a different sector and build up from the top like i gary v says a lot of questionable things he's a dope dude i like following him but he says a lot of questionable things and he says a lot of things that's like what are you doing gary v you're just doing that for content but what I will agree with is every time he says like, you're young, like, just like, don't worry about like not being there yet. Like just do things you want to do and be kind to people and make connections. And I'm like, I'm sitting here and 
when I'm like editing a podcast and I'm watching, rewatching the episode and I'm listening for things that are dope that might catch people's eyes and things like that. I, it makes me hear things again in a different light and it makes me learn. And I, and then I text my friend, like I might hit you up again when I'm doing something and ask you a question. And the coolest thing that I've ever learned is that no matter what, if you're doing something that you like to do and you start it, starting is, is the best thing you can do because mm-hmm. even if you don't succeed, you learned more than someone who didn't even try. Thanks. Even if you didn't, even if you failed 50 times, but you started 50 times, that's 50 new lessons that you learned to someone who's just talking shit. Facts and people not doing that. A lot of people like to talk from the outside, outside when they got nothing going on. You know what I'm saying? And like, like you said, like you started 50 times. I mean, you learned some 50 different times that you didn't know before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. That game comes with a lot of experience. And like you said, no one, the hardest thing to do is start. A lot of, like us as humans, like we, we, we fear what we don't know. You feel me? Like we fear what we don't know. Like when it come down to like me doing this business, like I said, I had a friend that was making money in the way before me. I didn't know that I could do it. You feel me? It, it didn't. It was. It didn't seem like feasible. You feel what I'm saying? I didn't know if I could really like do what he was doing. And so I actually like tapped into it and just try. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm about to do it." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are some tips you have for people who are afraid of starting something that they're really passionate about? Uh, when it really comes, don't 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 care what people think. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they're not gonna. People, there's gonna be, the people that you care what they think is not the people funding what you do. They're not the people that have any experience in what you got going on. And them same people that's talking about you now, once you blow up and be successful, gonna be right on you talking about they believe in you the whole time, bro. I, I knew you could do it, bro. You know what I'm saying? So don't even worry about the people. Just do what you want to do. Do what your heart desires. Like, because at the end of the day, that's what's gonna make you happy. Do you think that if you could go back and tell yourself one of those tips, what would be the most important one you'd tell yourself? First, most important one, don't care what people think. Like, I don't care if it's your mama, your daddy, your grandma, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is. Like, because like I said, it's, it's on you at the end of the day. Like all these people, like just talking about you be the same ones riding with you when you blow up and like I said they don't say I, I knew you could do it the whole time when you was the one down to me stopping me from starting the whole time telling me this stuff wasn't possible like okay don't care what no people nobody really thinks that that you want to do if you want to do it do it <laughs> you know that's this goes along with that and I think I know what your opinion is going to be but I, I would like to know what is your opinion on girls doing OnlyFans and starting their own OnlyFans accounts? Do you find that as like a grind or do you think that's a cheap way out? Uh, when it comes down to it, it's like, like what do you respect with yourself? You know what I'm saying? It comes down like if you okay with doing whatever you're doing on OnlyFans, do it. You know what I'm saying? But like if you feel bad at the end of the day after you post this stuff, after you do this stuff, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't knock, I don't knock no OnlyFans. Like, get your shit. This girl's in the strip club getting butt naked. You feel me? For dollars. Like, you on a, on a, behind the camera, barely showing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, do it, feel comfortable with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't judge nobody for what they want to do. Like, <laughs> I'm sure I didn't did stuff. People would, would judge me on wrong. So, do what you do want to do at the end of the day. Like if that's how you make your money, run your bands up. You feel me? As long as you're comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
porn and cam girls and OnlyFans, that's a weird one in society because it's so like it's so provocative and like nobody talks about sex in society you know like mm-hmm. it's very taboo and it's very like beyond the scenes and then only fans happen now it's like one of the top topics like everyone talks about it now and it's like it yeah. went from this, the most taboo topic to something that everyone talks about and i think you know as a man right that stuff is tailored to men you know if you're a man you have to be like fucking brad pitt to start an only fans and make what an average girl makes right yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, as a man, it's hard to talk about this stuff, like hard to have an opinion. Um, but it's like, it's tailored to you, you know, it's clearly tailored to you. And, but like, I would never buy OnlyFans. I also have a girlfriend who's beautiful, but like, I would never buy an OnlyFans, but there's a lot of dudes who would, you know? And so if you're comfortable, like I say, it's all about being comfortable. I don't like when girls start an OnlyFans and then they are like, oh, like they like, they start talking shit about people who don't like it or don't respect it and stuff like that. Or or they're like, if you don't like, like me for doing this, then you're a bigot. It's like, no, like you're, it is still sex work, right? It is. And it is still a taboo topic. But I, I think that if you're comfortable with yourself, you should be able to do whatever you want. Right. Um, And there's no difference between what, Hugh Hefner started. And if a woman did it, you know, like the only difference is that the woman saw on herself, um, and he was exploiting other women. Right. But I think that that definitely has something to do with like sexism and how, and how like women, you know, but the other thing is like women, I don't think they should have to feel like they, that's the only way out. Like, you know, like a lot of men think the way out for them is, is rapping or making music or, or athletics, you know, um, or if you're smart school, but like, I don't, I think women should think that too. You know, if they want to do something creative, they should be able to do it just as much. They don't have to do OnlyFans. You shouldn't have to sell your body if you're not comfortable with that. You know, like if you just want to make money, don't just exploit yourself because you think that's what's trendy. You know, that's, that's what yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Like, like I said, like, like you come down like with comfortability and like what you want to do with yourself. Like, cause I, I, this not only fans, but I went to school with a girl that, uh, she she's a stripper, right? And uh like she used that money she doesn't strip no a strip for like two, three years. And now she has like a uh clothing company and a skier care company that she funded with that and now she don't strip no more. She makes six figures every year off of that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like it really depends on what you got going on and what you feel comfortable with yourself. Like and like I said, don't don't care. Like if you if this what you're doing, like do it. Like don't care about what the next person thinks. You, this is what you signed up for. You feel me? Like you knew what the consequence of was when you signed up for that OnlyFans and put that content out. So stand on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like what's happening with Lana Rhodes right now, right? Like she stopped and she's like having a kid, and everyone's just fucking talking shit about how she's gonna be a horrible mother and how her kids are gonna see her getting fucked. And it's just like that's a bit much, you know? Like yeah. she was like, I don't know, she's top five on on all the porn sites for a long time, and. <laughs> You know, it's a tricky one, you know, because like we said, like sex is so taboo that, you know, people shame so many people and people are so hateful when they're behind a screen. And I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why, because most of these people who are like telling her this are, have probably watched her, right? 
Yeah, they probably, they probably didn't been on her page since she started. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, why? It means the same thing. Like, the people I get the most hate from are the people who are watching most of my episodes, right? Um, I can see where most of my listeners come from regional-wise, and you can make an inference on who these people are, right? You, I mean, they're your friends and they're your haters, right? I don't got yeah. no – I don't think I have any haters in Missouri, so those people are fans, you know? But in yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada, or in Portland, Oregon, I got – got a good amount of haters you know i got a people yeah. who remember no views count too <laughs> yeah you know that's what i'm saying and and, not only that, and people always say like the biggest quote is you don't you're not doing anything special you're not making it unless you have a bunch of haters right uh, i would rather and but the thing that pisses me off is like if you hate it like tell me that like don't just fake it like you see me be like yeah you're fucking Dope, dude. Let's fucking smoke a bowl together, motherfucker. <laughs> no, bro. Just be like, that shit's ass. Like, I don't really fuck with it. Or I'll be like, all right, that's cool. It's not for everybody. All right, tell me why you think it ass. So yeah. I can make a little opinion and fix it. If, yeah. If, that, if I think the same thing, like. But then pe- those people who give you con- constructive criticism are people that are actually like supporting you, though. Like yesterday, I had, or I posted it yesterday, but uh, on New Year's Eve, I, I did a podcast with this guy named Julian Dory, trying to fire host. And afterwards, he sat with me for like 30 minutes. We had like a two-hour and 40-minute podcast. And for like 30 minutes afterwards, he sat after and he gave me tips and tricks I could do to build it. Uh, he gave me – but he also gave me like – he critiqued me on what I was doing wrong and what I could do better. But he also gave me a lot of things that I'm doing well and, and really good things about it. And, and it didn't seem like he was hating, you know, it seemed like he was sitting there as like, as like a person who like almost like a, not like a bigger brother, but like as a, you know, a person that I look up to and things like that, he a, mentor. Was a mentor. Yeah. And he was, and he was giving me things that he's learned that I can, you know, take that like he failed on and and that, that I'm doing better and what I can do with that. And that mm-hmm. those are the people I want to spend most of my time with. I don't want to spend time with me with people just telling me I'm dope and that it, it my shit's awesome. And I also don't want to spend time with people who are just like, this is horrible behind my back. I want to spend time with people who are like, this is, you're doing, this is dope, you know, but here's how you can make it better. And here's what you're doing wrong. And here's how to fix it. Cause those people are the people you grow with. And those are the people you make millions with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Like you feel me? It's just like really like surrounding yourself right, like around the right people. Like it's not saying like you just gotta dead all them people that you grew up with, your friends or whatever. But just like separate the elevate. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like to tell people like, yeah, you love your friends like right now, but like these might not be the people that's doing what you're doing or doing like going in the direction you want to go. That don't mean you gotta just stop talking to them. It just means you need to separate the elevate, like get around some people that's doing the things you want to do. Get you a mentor. You feel me? A lot of t- I like to tell people like whatever you're doing, find you a mentor that did what you did or doing what you're doing. You feel me? Like you're gonna learn a lot of stuff just off of his mistake. That's gonna make you go ten times faster and ten times better. Well, CEO, you're a fucking beast. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah, man. This was a lot of fun, dude. It you more people need to be like you. More people need to get on your wave, your wavelength, your positivity, because I think the world will be a lot better place if they if they took inference from you, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate it, man. I love, like I said, I love your podcast. I love like uh, like seeing you elevate. You feel me? Like I, I, I looked at the one you did like a long time ago, and I just looked at the one the clip you just told us. I'm like, yeah, he didn't grow for sure. You feel me? So like, keep doing what you're doing, man. If you ever want me on here again, just hit me up and uh, let's keep growing, man. Ready to see it, both of us at the top. Definitely.
CEO Big. Dude, he is such a dope dude. Uh, I want to sit down with him in, in person and talk about all this investing crypto NFT things. If you guys want to support me or him on Instagram, I'm calling a man's answers on all streaming platforms and on all social media. He's at CEO Big Daddy. Go check out his prosper management, all the people he signed. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay demanding.